You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Su podcast, episode number seventy-one. I'm so glad you decided to listen to my podcast. It's about health, fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle topics. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long-time listener, thank you for your continued support. Remember to rate and review the show on iTunes or Stitcher as it improves our ranking in the podcast world. I'm sure you have a friend or two who could benefit from this awesome health information. So be awesome and share this with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now on to the show. Health tips and useful advice without the hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast with inspiring guests and engaging fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle topics. You will be entertained and excited until the end. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a knowledgeable raw food chef with us today. Her name is Barbara Fernandez. We will be talking about how to rock a raw food lifestyle. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Barbara. Barbara, are you ready to make it happen? I am totally ready, Eric. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. Barbara thought she was destined to be fat. She used to eat bologna sandwiches with mayonnaise that was laid on so thick it would literally spill out the sides. Then she discovered singing, dancing, theater, and boys. She wanted to look slim and gorgeous. Dieting began and she hated it until she found her salvation in a juice bar. That's a little bit about who you are, Barbara. Can you finish the story and tell, tell us a little bit more and share with our audience? Um, sure, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, I mean, uh, those bologna sandwiches, they were, they were pretty scary. But, um, <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, years and years later, um, I was in a juice bar in California, and I saw this book with the words raw, well, the word raw written in uh, fruit and veg, and I thought, oh, that's that's interesting. And um, so I opened it to see what it was about. And the the book said that you could have, uh, well, really delicious food like curries and puddings and, and soup and all kinds of fantastically tasty food um, and still control your weight and feel amazing and have great skin and everything as long as none of the food was cooked. Mm. So I read that and I thought, oh, well, it kind of makes a lot of sense because you know how like, Everybody says, oh, you know, you got to eat more fresh fruit and veg and all that. But, like, nobody wants to go around chewing on carrot sticks. I mean, mm. least of all me, right? So um, I'm just not a carrot stick kind of, uh, kind of person. So um, it appealed to me that I could combine fruit and veg in, in really innovative ways to make ethnic food that would actually still be really good for me, you know. Mm. Um, and I tried one of those meals at home. It was uh, fettuccine Alfredo. I remember that. I took um, some zucchini with a um, vegetable peeler, you know, and I just like made long strips and then I made this like creamy sauce with soaked cashews and and it was really amazing. And I tell people when I had that first meal that it felt like all the cells in my body were just singing and which is really weird because I was a rock singer, right? But but that's what it felt like. It was like, oh, you know, it was kind of like zing feeling. And um, I thought, wow, you know, in my usual over-the-top way, I just thought, whoa, if I can feel this kind of amazing after one meal, what would it be like if I ate that way all the time? 
And so I got really excited, and then that's when I ran into problems, actually, because this was like 14 years ago, where there wasn't the amount of information about raw food out there as there is today. And it was really hit and miss, because I was looking for free recipes online, and so <laughs> some, <laughs> some recipes that I got, you know, they were... Yeah, they, they looked really good, but it took like, you know, 36 hours to make a lasagna. Yay. And I just wasn't going to do that. You know, I thought this is insane. I've got two small kids and, you know, I needed food to be fast but still tasty. Mm-hmm. And then I found other recipes that were, yeah, they were quick to make, but they kind of tasted like blended mush. Um, and so, <laughs> so I had this problem, you know, I, I had discovered this way of eating that I thought would be, you know, really ideal for me that made me feel really good. But then... I didn't have time to do it because all the recipes are too complicated. So I had to kind of solve my own problem. And so it took, well, it took a long time. I'm a slow learner, but also I had two kids, as I said. So um, through experimenting and trial and error, basically, I, um, 10 years on, I developed uh, over 150 original recipes. And most of them are, yeah, really fast. They take like five minutes to make because I actually don't like to, to make food. <laughs> um, I, like to, I like to eat food. And I like to invent recipes, um, but I don't like to spend hours in the kitchen. So, um, so yeah, that's how I developed all these quick recipes. And then when people started to come over to my house, and I would just put them on the table with, with other stuff, with cooked food too. I just laid out a spread. And they would taste my food, and they'd be like, well, this is really good. You should open a restaurant. you know." And I'm like, no, I don't want to open a restaurant. No, because I worked in restaurants for years, like waitressing and stuff. And I mean, I made burgers. I you know, French fries, the whole bit. I was like, I don't want to do a restaurant. I want to empower people, you know, I want to teach people. So that's how the business began. Excellent. Very good. And you've got a lot of experience that we want to dive into um, a little bit. But before we do that, this is the fun question that my audience loves to hear, which is, what is one cool or unique fact about yourself, Barbara? Oh, I'm so, and I'm so glad you asked me this question because I never get to tell anybody this. Nobody, not many people know this, but I'm actually trilingual. Mm. So I'm fluent in, in French and Spanish. Um, and well, largely from life experience because I lived in France for 14 years in Paris. And then, um, and then I, I married a Mexican and I learned Spanish through him. So, huh. awesome. so I have these two languages that I, that I love using. Um, so yeah, but it's kind of a hidden hidden thing. <laughs> Very good. You could reach more people now and literally yeah, change uh, these people's yeah. lives. Half the planet, right? Yeah, that's my my next goal. You know, once um, once I get some more people on board to to help me run the the English speaking side of the business, yeah, that's the first thing I'm going to do is reach out to French speaking and Spanish speaking audiences because. Um, it's just really fun. I mean, I love, I just love languages in addition to food, you know, food, movies, and languages. It's pretty much my favorite stuff. (laughs) Awesome. Very cool fact. And, um, let's get into this a little bit here, Barbara, this, this rock of food, raw food lifestyle, as we call it. What can you tell us about raw food? Maybe some description of it so that our audience is clear. Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, well, Raw food refers to food that hasn't been heated above 47 degrees Celsius or 115 Fahrenheit. So that means that the enzymes are still there. Uh, most of the vitamins and minerals are still there. So for example, rather than, rather than frying food or baking it, you can marinate it, chop it, blend it, 
dehydrate it as well. So, for example, things like, uh, well, most people are familiar with, you know, raisins being dehydrated grapes, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a dehydrator just blows hot air around the food, and the food never reaches a really super high temperature, um, <clears throat> not for raw fooders anyway. So you can, you can make crackers and bread and wraps and all kinds of really cool dishes that you would never know um, hadn't actually been cooked. They haven't been heated excessively. And the, the way that I explain the benefits to people are, um, the example I often use is an onion. So if you take a, um, a raw onion and you plant it in the ground, it will, it will grow. But if you take a cooked onion and plant it in the ground, it will rot. Right, so that has implications for, I feel, for health. And the other thing I say to people is, you know, experiment on yourself because I'm a big believer in uh, many roads to Rome, as it were. So I don't believe that, you know, everybody on the planet has to eat 100% raw. I mean, that's what I prefer. That's what works best for me. But because of the way I feel, you know, it wasn't somebody that told me to eat that way. It wasn't some fad or trend. It was literally just I found it, you know perhaps by accident, perhaps not, I tried it and I felt amazing. So I tell people, you know, try it, you know, see how you feel. And yeah, the results speak for themselves really for, for a lot of people. But as I say, not everybody, but certainly for a lot of people. Yeah, I have to say that um, I guess a lot of people, I'm not sure what the percentage is, but uh, most people cook their foods, especially vegetables, right? They yeah. cook it, right? So, so yeah. and you're saying that... Um, that if we don't cook it, uh, there's more health benefits. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like, um, well, it's, it's kind of like eating eating salads and fresh fruit versus eating, you know, I don't know, fried fried vegetables and stewed fruit, you know. I mean, you can do the experiment. I mean, take salads, for example. Mm -hmm. Most people, um, as long as they're not like, you know, stuffed with other other foods that are super super heavy, such as I don't know, you know, French fries or something. But if you take like a hard, a hearty salad, most people will feel lighter having eaten that than they will, um, you know, steak and potatoes or something, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's because true. Because there's a lot of you know a lot of fiber and and a lot of people will feel lighter even if they still have the steak, but instead of the potatoes, they have some um, some raw food on the side. So like mm -hmm. you know your, your salad or your you know chopped tomatoes and you know whatever other whatever other else um, so, real quick here barbara uh could you give us an example of a raw food for breakfast and for lunch yeah. and maybe for dinner sure yeah um let's see the breakfast that i like to have i mean obviously there's smoothies and i think um a lot of people will have heard of green smoothies when you blend things like mango and spinach and stuff those are easy to do but um i like to make um chia seed puddings so I don't know if most of, well, perhaps not everyone will have heard of chia seeds. It's uh, spelled C-H-I-A. They are um, little tiny seeds. They're, um, they grow in South America. They also grow in Asia. And they are a complete protein. So they have all the amino acids. So if anyone out there worries about protein, <clears throat> you don't have to worry when you eat chia seeds. But they're kind of like... Um, they absorb water and they become like tapioca in texture, mm -hmm. kind of. So they they make a really good, um, like a pudding, you know, but it's very healthful and it sustains you for long, long periods of time um, because it has slow-release carbohydrates, mm -hmm. the technicality of it. So I eat that because it's it's a nice hearty breakfast. 
um, or maybe, you know, some really quick um, granola, you know, but what I call granola is um, unroasted nuts. So, uh, you know, like mixed in with coconut and raisins and stuff. And then I might put some hemp milk or almond milk on there. And then lunch, um, mm-hmm. let's see. Well, I like, uh, I like curries, so I make uh, a quick cauliflower rice. I just blitz cauliflower in a food processor and then I mix it with uh, some chopped veg and um, spices, maybe a bit of ginger and olive oil and lemon. And I might have that with um, a quick uh, green Thai curry, mm. which is basically just, you know, spices with uh, mixed vegetables and maybe I've soaked some cashews the night before or something. And so I blend that real quick to make a sauce. And dinner might be, well, might be, I mean, might be a salad. I don't eat salads every day or anything because I get tired of them if I eat them every day. (laughs) Um, Even though I've made a lot of different ones by now. But um, like with sprouts and things like that and avocado and cashews, those are ways to really like spice up a salad and make it really good. But um, also soups. I love my Mm. soups. Depends on the time of year. So if um, if it's cold outside, then, uh, then I might have a soup. And the soups are really fast because you're basically just blending the vegetables with um, maybe some, some spices and tiny bit of um, olive oil. You don't need very much at all, really. And then just heating it gently and, um, you know, you have bingo, you have an instant soup, you know. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, it, it sounds like... Um you know what you're doing, <laughs> and it actually <laughs> it tastes good. You know time. what? They all are quick and easy, like you had said in the beginning. Yeah. That was the point, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's if it's hard, I don't want to do it. I just can't be bothered. I mean, I know how to do it, but mm-hmm. I just I would rather do other things. I'd rather like watch movies and read books and stuff, and you know, do stuff with friends rather Instead than of just staying like, in the kitchen for thirty six hours. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, with the lasagna, I mean, it was just like ridiculous because people would, you know, blend the cream sauce. That's really quick. That takes five minutes, right? But then it's like, okay, we're going to, you know, dehydrate this for 12 hours. And like, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of recipes where you have to make five different elements to make a dish. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just make one or two. Got it. Um, yeah. But that's just me. I mean, yeah. other people quite enjoy doing that. You know, they sure. enjoy making quite elaborate dishes, but that's not the kind of lifestyle I have. So, got it. So, you know. so my audience is probably wondering, well, raw food can be bland. Raw food, they might be thinking just like a carrot or something, right? And, yeah. um, you know, what is about this misconception about raw food? What, 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 are they, what are people missing? What are they not experiencing maybe? Well, they're not experiencing the kind of mixtures that, that, that you can do. I'll, I'll give you an example, a really, really simple one is a cream sauce made with soaked cashew nuts. And that's like the easiest thing on the planet to do. Anybody can do it. You don't need a high-speed, super expensive blender. You can do it with a hand blender. You just soak some cashew nuts overnight in water. And then the next day, you blend them with, um, you drain them. And then you blend them with uh, a bit more water and spices. And, you know, boom, cream sauce. You know, And if you want like a Thai-flavored sauce, just get your dried spices. Because most spices have been dehydrated. Um, and even if, you know, you put in a, I don't know, a, a tablespoon of some, um, something like, what would it be, like, a, I don't know, chipotle sauce or mm. something that's been prepared. If you're using a small amount, it's not really that, that big a deal that, you know, I don't, I don't look at all my spices and think, oh, maybe it's been dehydrated at more than 117 degrees. I mean, I wouldn't sleep at night. That's just dumb, right? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, I'm not going to look at my basil, you know, dried basil and go, you know, did they put this in the right temperature? You're um, right. 
but you just like toss a bit of that in there and you know that's an example of like a, a quick cream sauce is so easy to do but most people don't know how to do that it's because we haven't been taught you know we, mm -hmm. we just that's not the kind of stuff I mean when I learned home economics in in school I didn't learn how to make that I learned how to make you know usual stuff apple pie and you know meat and potatoes and all that stuff which is you know fine but all the lactose intolerant people for example mm -hmm. There's so many people that don't know that you can make milk with almonds yourself at home, you know, same principle, soak them overnight, blend them with water the next day, you know, mm. boom, almond milk. But people don't know how easy it is because no one's taught us. Yeah. And, and just to summarize mm. real quick here, eating raw is basically not cooking your uh, vegetables uh, right. over a certain temperature. That's, that's yeah. really what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. I mean, when I make my soups, I, I blend them in the blender. Um, if I want like a chunky soup, then I'll have processed some of the vegetables in a food processor first, and then I'll put half in the blender, blend those with a bit of water and spice, put the other half in the pan, and when you put them together, you know, boom, chunky soup. And I, I heat that. I do heat that, but I heat it gently. So I heat it to the point where you can put your, your pinky finger in there without burning yourself. You know, you feel it's warm, mm. but it's not like hot, not like boiling mm. hot. And then you're still eating something nice and warm, but mm. super good for you. Got it, got and it, you know, people don't people don't know. People just think raw food equals salad, mm -hmm. because well, although a good example is um, guacamole. Mm -hmm. So guacamole is a raw food dish. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's it hasn't been cooked, but we're used to it because we're familiar with it. So no one's going to look at guacamole and go, "Oh wow, that hasn't been cooked." You know, <laughs> they're just going to pick up a chip and eat it, right? That's a great point. That's a good yeah. point. Very good point. Because like um, a lot of people are so used to cooking, like I said earlier and that um, like potatoes or sweet potatoes any of those um, root vegetables do they have to be cooked for a certain period of time obviously um, the only th there are some things that you can't have raw so sweet potatoes yes you can as long as they're the ones that are orange inside um, those ones you can totally have raw which I didn't know about before discovering raw food I make a potato salad like that there's a recipe on my website for that Mm. Um, but the but the white potatoes, yeah, you you can't really, you don't really want to eat those uh, eat those raw. And also, um, although some people, well, I won't go into that. But some people juice juice them, but I don't know. I think they're nuts, but <laughs> it's not very nice. Right. Um, but normally, yeah, you you don't eat those raw. And also, um, kidney beans, red kidney beans, those are actually poisonous if you don't cook them. Mm. So you, you wouldn't. But all the other ones, like mung beans and aduki beans and lentils and all that, all of those beans, you can soak them and sprout them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so you can make sprouted chili. Good, great, great uh, advice. Because like uh, you said, you had a book coming out or you have a blog that you write about all this. And um, I believe there's a food list that you have or something like that as well. Um, yeah, well, there's there's a couple of things on there. I mean, on the website, there's a there's a page like when you're at the homepage at rockingrawchef.com. There's a page called Raw Food 101, which um, which does have a food list, and it explains in detail like all the different foods that are um, that are considered, you know, that are that are raw. And there's quite a big selection when you go through and look. There's just loads and loads of things that you can you know that you can um, be creative with. In fact, that's one of the things I like best about raw food is that. You know, you 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 can you can turn a rice into a soup, mm. you know, or you can you can totally transform it, or you can turn I don't know a curry into a soup if you wanted to. You know, the next day you know you have it, have your curry, and then the next day, yeah, you can just take the take the veg and everything and 
blend it up and, you know, make a curry because none of it's been cooked. You can just transform it. It's, it's actually quite cool. It's a really creative way of, of making food actually because you, you are, you're working to create not only taste but also texture because um, we eat with uh, what we call mouthfeel as much as anything else, right? So it's not just the way the food tastes, it's also the way it, the way it feels and is it, is it satisfying, you know? Very good. Excellent. Now, um, I, I want to have a little fun with you, which is you do sing. You yep. are a singer. And yep. uh, help our audience understand this tie with raw food and singing. Where did that, what's, all, what's that all about? Oh, well, that's because I, I was, um, yeah, I was a singer for, uh, for many years. And I had, in fact, it was a, uh, when I had a record deal in, in Paris and they put me on this horrible diet. It was awful. It was this, you know, typical thousand calorie a day, mini portions of everything um, diet. I felt hungry all the time. And um, it was after that that I just thought, you know, there has to be a better way to, to control your weight than just starving yourself and feeling awful. Um, but anyway, yeah, I sang for years. It was really, um, it was really fun. I didn't want to pursue a career in the music industry particularly because I think it's very, it's very cutthroat. And I really wanted to, it sounds cheesy, but I really wanted to help people. And I kind of felt like, mm, this, I had a sense that there should be something else that I should, could be doing, right? Um, but when I when I created my business around raw food, I just thought, well, I really have to bring my music in here. I mean, just be too fun, you know? Like, why, right? Why, why just, you know, why just make food? Why can't I? I wanted to bring all aspects of my personality into it, in other words, you know? I, I wanted to really, and I'm quite happy with the website the way it turned out. I did a rebrand last year, and it's just me splashed across the page because I thought, well, you know, what can I do for the name and the, and yeah, the, the business that would bring in my singing aspects. So I thought, oh, well, okay, rocking raw chef. And then I thought, well, I'll sing about raw food, you know, because there are other people that teach raw food. There's a whole bunch of people that teach about raw food, but I don't know of many others that teach and sing about it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And I think that's the most unique piece uh, about your, your uh, branding and as well as who you are. So that's really cool. I just wanted to make sure people um, can separate you out of all the others. Well, if if you uh, if if they listen to my uh, SoundCloud page, uh, it's soundcloud.com slash rockingwashef. Um, yeah, it's pretty obvious that I'm kind of out there. <laughs> yeah, but you make it fun, and I think that's really what's uh, neat. Um, some people can be dry about this stuff, and you're certainly more entertaining. So that's cool. I don't I don't do dry. Yeah, well, I wanted to be you know I wanted to be a stand up comedian, but I didn't have any jokes. Uh oh, little darn. <laughs> no jokes. Well, yeah. I mean, I have I have a theater background because that's what I did first, you know. Because I thought, oh, I can't. I had a I had a really psychotic music teacher who one day would tell me I had an excellent voice, and the next day would tell me to just give it up. <laughs> so I thought, well, well. So I thought, well, if I can't sing, I'll just you know I'll act. Right. Yeah. I still enjoy theater, but yeah. yeah I, so I have a, like a performing background. That's you know. I, so that's why I love doing my talks and everything, and doing my videos and yeah. stuff. And absolutely. And then, like, um, <laughs> just so that people know, you are not in the U.S. right now, although you did grow no. up in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I grew up in the U.S., but no, I'm, I'm actually at the moment. I'm, um, I'm in Cambridge in the U.K. Yep. Awesome. Very good. And so, any way that people can connect with you, uh, that would be only via maybe online or Skype yep. or something like that, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, and I'm on you know social media social and all media. that. Very good. Excellent. We'll get all to all that a little bit later, but. Um, yep. 
How would you kind of summarize what we talked about today for our audience so they can wrap their minds around this whole raw food thing? What, what could you tell them? Um, I would say that if you're interested in it, get yourself some, some recipes that really appeal to you and just try them out and see how you feel. Uh, that's probably the most important thing, you know. Is don't, don't take what I say. Don't take what anybody says. Um, if you have people telling you, well, where are you going to get your protein? Well, that's just <laughs> ridiculous because some of the top athletes in the world are, you know, vegan, first of all. Um, you know, just, just, just you know, make, make decisions on what you're going to eat based on you and how you feel rather than somebody else telling you what to eat because I've had people tell me what to eat and it's awful. <laughs> so, you know, be your, do your own experimenting and, and yeah, make it, make it fun and definitely eat food that you love to eat. You know, it's mm. not about self torture. It's, yeah. I mean, it's chocolate pudding. That's one of the things that's, uh, that's on my site. That's the first, <sighs> first thing that I give to people in my program is, you know, you got to make chocolate pudding. Mm. So. <laughs> as far as the overall lifestyle, what percent do you think people should be considering raw food? Um, I always say that, you know, more is better than none. So, so what I wouldn't recommend, for example, is, I mean, I, I don't know, again, everybody's different, but mm -hmm. some people get really excited and they just want to go from one day to the next. Um, even if they've been eating a high, a very high percentage of cooked food, they want to just like go 100% raw the next day and that might work for them. But most of the time I tell people, well, just, you know, just, just try a little bit more and see how you feel. So for example, I had one guy in London who was saying, well, for me, it, it would be quite an achievement if I would eat one raw meal a week and I kind of almost fell over. <laughs> I thought, you're kidding. I think he probably didn't know what raw was. I don't know. Mm. You know, he's never eaten a, an apple or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, for him, that would be significant. So, so I would say, you know, look at, look at what you're eating now and see what you can cut out and replace with something raw. And if it's one meal a day, for example, breakfast is often a really, that's often the easiest way to start for people or you know one one meal a week maybe um like like me i started with this might sound really weird but i started with mexican food because i love mexican food and that was the first thing i wanted to make and have it be like raw and super healthy so um i think it was um you know nachos or something which mm -hmm. isn't the easiest thing but you know that's what i got started with because i was really excited about um learning how to learning how to make it well for somebody else it might be um green smoothie every morning you know mm. now what what uh, real quick here resources do you have other than yourself for someone to get started to learn a little bit more um resources outside my site you mean mm -hmm. um there's a lot online now there's a lot of a lot of free recipes but um also i would i would recommend facebook groups as well mm -hmm. because um you know people share a lot on there and and you can get um Kind of a support system. Mm -hmm. I mean, a support system. You know, I don't want <laughs> don't want to sound like people. group therapy, but you yeah. know, like minded like minded people. That that goes a long way because um, it's definitely changing now. But it used to be if you said to somebody, "Oh, well, I just you know eat raw food," they'd be like, "Okay, well, you're a rabbit then, right?" So, <laughs> yeah. whereas now, like, I mean, more in, more in in America than here in the UK. Here in the UK, it's not nearly as common as it is in the US. Um, but yeah, having having people around you who who can who can be enthusiastic and I think it's really important to have have somebody where I don't know if you make your first um, your first green smoothie or your first you know raw curry or something it was really cool to have 
a community in which you can say, oh, look, I made my, you know, post your picture. I made my first curry today. And they'll be like, oh, wow, super. How did you do it? And it really boosts your confidence. Very good. Excellent. So that will be my number one, I think, would be, yeah, that, you know, and, and follow people on Twitter and just find a couple of chefs that you resonate with. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. There probably aren't a lot of restaurants, or maybe there are. Maybe you can help us understand um, if there are. Yeah, it it depends. It depends where where you are. I mean, on my Pinterest page, I have uh, a section for that. So I've mm. I've tried as I come across them to to put them put them on there. But actually, um, there is a really good really good resource is um, HappyCow.net. Mm. Have you been on there? I have not heard of that one. I will <laughs> check it out though. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a a, a worldwide worldwide resource for. Um, I mean, most of it is vegan and vegetarian. There isn't a lot of raw on there, but there's there's some. Hmm. Um, so that's a really good resource. Very good. Um, I've had people find me in in Cambridge through uh, through that. You know, like awesome. a bit of yeah. Cool. Well, speaking of finding you, can you help our audience uh, and give us our, your uh, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. So um, the the easiest way I've created a, a special page uh, for for your listeners. So if you go to rockingrawchef.com slash Eric Sue. Yep. So Eric Sue, all one word. Yep. Very. Then good. There's, a, there's a page with some resources that that I thought you might be interested in. And apart from that, on, on social media, it's always just Rocking Raw Chef. So if you go to Facebook.com, it's slash Rocking Raw Chef. Twitter, I'm on there too. At, you know, it's at Rocking Raw Chef. Cool. Pinterest, the same Rocking yeah. Raw Chef. Yeah. I, uh, I forget where we met. I think we met on Twitter too, didn't we? Yes, I we did. So. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She's definitely on there. <clears throat> so I really appreciate everything you've shared with us so far, Barbara. Um, sure. possibly we can do a future one just to clarify <laughs> or at least talk about something else in the yeah. fra raw food lifestyle um, topic so I really appreciate it do you have any last piece of advice for us though um, I think listen to yourself that would be my biggest my biggest biggest piece of advice you Thanks. know follow your own your own instincts and your own intuition with because there's so much conflicting information out there about what to eat and what not to eat mm -hmm. that people can just get really frustrated and just be like, you know what, to heck with it. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. And um, but that's, <laughs> that's so true. But that's the best way, right? Because nobody on this planet, if, if there's somebody that says to you, you know, this is the way that humans should eat, I would just run in the other direction because they're lying. I mean, there's just not one way for everybody. And I've listened to... I don't know, hundreds of interviews with other raw foodists and nutritionists and doctors and all that. There just is not one way. Yeah, very you know? good. you got to follow so, yeah. your heart, definitely. I appreciate yes. it. Yes. Um, <laughs> quick 30, I thought, but very informative. Very, very good, Barbara. I really appreciate it. Even though you're in the UK right now, um, we'll still connect through social media. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you well, so sure. Much, well, thank Barbara. you so much for having me. And yeah, if anybody has questions and stuff, it's really easy to contact me through the site as well. So yes, absolutely. Enjoy. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much, Barb. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.